this episode. But, you know, if you want to get any sort of insight, it's so important to get detailed. They just invented the idea of storyboarding. That's when the real conundrums, the real problems uh, start to emerge. And, of course, this generated phenomenal conversation for them. You know, these insights emerge from detail and narrative actually helps you discover that detail. It's much more important to be kind than clever. Get two (laughs) stories for the price of one. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And before we get into the episode this week, a quick reminder that we are running some public storytelling leaders programs starting in early March. I think the first of March actually is the uh, is the start of the first one. Yep. We also have some invitation only story powered sales uh, events coming up in March, and if you're interested in attending that, please get in touch and 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 we can talk to you about joining those programs. So on our events on our website at uh, anecdote.com forward slash events, you'll find all the details. And Sean, I think it's uh, I think it's your turn this week. Indeed, indeed. And so I've got a, a story that uh, came out of Airbnb. And uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Airbnb. I tend to uh, get myself organised when I'm travelling around. In the olden days, when you used to travel and you used to have accommodation, etc., uh, I would always go for an Airbnb if I could do it. Um, but I, I came across this one. I thought, oh yeah, look, this, it really has a nice insight. I think uh, for for any listener. So let me get started. I guess I'd say that you know, if you want to get any sort of insight, it's so important to get detailed. And the Airbnb guys kind of discovered this um, back in back in about two thousand and twelve. Um, they, you know, Airbnb was founded in 2008. So this is four years after we got founded by three guys, actually. It was uh, Brian Chesky, Nathan Bachaskic, and Joe Gebbia. And, you know, they, they founded Airbnb just out of a need, if you like. They were, you know, sort of uh, young fellows who were trying to, trying to create a, a few dollars and, you know, worked out you could actually uh, you know sell rooms as a as a way of, of doing it and it was the airbedandbreakfast.com I think was their first uh, URL but back in in 2012 they'd grown you know considerably but they figured they just had their next big growth spurt about to happen they were trying to work out you know what should their strategy be and Brian Chesky uh, went on a holiday and in his preparation for his holiday, he grabbed himself a book to read and it was a Walt Disney biography. And on his holiday, he reads this, the story about Walt Disney and all the things that he did. And one of the things that really struck him is that up until, you know, in the 1930s, if you like, Disney and the Disney group had done a lot of small animations, you know, hadn't done a feature length film. And, and then they said, right, we're going to do this big feature-length film. And about a year or so before that, they just invented the idea of storyboarding, right? So we kind of take it for granted. But this is back in the 1930s. They invented the, the sort of way in which we do storyboarding today. They sort of uh, sketched out literally what, what it was all about. And they storyboarded everything they could around uh, Snow White. So when, when Chesky came back, he was 
totally convinced that's what he needed to do with the main sort of um, customer and user processes uh, that they wanted to get a handle on. So they had three processes they were going to, to do the storyboarding technique on. One was um, uh, around, obviously, the, the host uh, and their experience. Another one was around the guest. And the final one was their hiring process, right? So as they went through this, they actually got Hollywood, you know, sort of animators in to uh, sketch these things out for them. And... One of the things they first of all noticed is as soon as you get into that narrative mode, you really get into the detail because all of a sudden you have to work things out like, well, so is it a man or a woman? You know, is it an older person or a young person? You know, are they in the city or are they in the country? And, you know, like all this detail needs to be worked out to be able to tell the story in any meaningful way. And when the detail starts to bump up against each other in the story, that's when the real conundrums and the real problems uh, start to emerge. And, of course, this generated phenomenal conversation for them, right? Anyway, they did that, and uh, they had two probably big insights, I suppose. Uh, first of all was just the fact that their business was not a website, just a website, right? Their business was this complex dance between what you do online and what happens offline, you know, when you're just, you know, arriving at the Airbnb uh, venue, etc. Um, and the other insight they had was that when people use Airbnb, they're typically moving around, right? You're not just sitting behind your computer all day as a guest, or you're not sitting behind your computer all day as a host. You needed to be mobile. So they needed to, they just developed their first mobile app and they knew they just had to invest considerably in that and get the Android version out. And, and so they poured money into that. Anyway, they, they walked away from this whole experience with a real strong understanding that, you know, these insights emerge from detail and narrative actually helps you discover that detail. So what do you reckon? That's the Airbnb uh, experience, Mark? Well, it must have been a success because how much did they list for when they did their well, IPO? Well, I think it's $100 billion they're now valued at um, in their public okay. floats. So. Okay, can't something directly attribute right. all of that. But <laughs> <laughs> Something's sure. going right for that company. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. they're one of those businesses which can be a bit polarising. You know, there are people who have got, for every good story you hear about it, people have a, a negative story about what happened with Airbnb. But, yeah, they've, they've arrived at a, a nice time in, in helping people find places to stay, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, certainly the... You know, my experience at mobile one, uh, you, it's uh, so important to be able to do it really easily on the run. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think that was one of the big insights they had. Yeah. Um, I tell you, one of the uh, other founders, uh, Joe Gebbia, I heard him speak on uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. This is a couple of years ago now. Uh, and I'll put the link to that particular podcast episode in the notes. But He's such a good storyteller, that guy. You know, he he just tells story after story. Um, you know, he, he for example, he developed before he started uh, Airbnb. He had a he was an industrial designer, and he designed these things called crit buns. And crit buns are a little cushion that goes over your backside where you're sitting down. You know, anywhere really. But he got the idea whilst being a a design student, and 
noticing people sitting on the chalky floor and they would stand up and have, you know, those shapes of bums, you know, would be on the backside, but also on different uh, chairs and things. Anyway, he, he just t- tells the story of how he came up with the idea and that little story, which he's got a real, uh, what would you say, shortened version of that story is on every um, crit bun that you buy. So he's got this idea that he wants people to retell, just like I've just retold that story. He wants the story to be retold. Anyway, he's a big believer in the idea of storytelling, that's for sure. But we yeah. should take- So tell me, tell me what's, a, what's a crit bun? So it's a cushion, really, just to sit on. That's what it okay, is. Okay, so it's not a whoopee cushion then? Not a whoopee cushion. It's actually designed <laughs> to save your backside. <laughs> and so is it like a, a really portable thing you carry around in your pocket and you inflate or is it? I don't even think you inflate it. I think it's more got handles on the side and, you know, you just take it to the venue. Like yeah. when we went to the Australian yeah. Open just recently, my mother was saying that she could have definitely done with something like that. I should have had some crit buns for her. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you reckon, Mark? What do you think of this story? What well, what do we like about it? And uh, let's start. Yeah, there. yeah. So, I I like that it's a story about the value of storytelling. Of course, that's a uh, that's a big plus from my perspective. But from a uh, from from the perspective of our audience, the podcast audience, one of the things that I really worked about that was that it had just huge names in it, like Disney, uh, Airbnb. So uh, you know, it adds a lot of uh, credibility, I guess, to the to the story when you've got household names like that. Yeah, it's credibility and also um, just that connection and um, awareness. What would you call it? Like an awareness or like a familiarity. That's what I'm trying to think of. A familiarity. So as soon as you hear Snow White, Airbnb, Disney, the things you're all familiar with, and so you feel kind of comfortable with it. You know, as you as yep. you tell a story like that. Yeah. Yep. Good point. The, 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 whilst it's not necessary in the telling of the story, the, the, your ability to relate the names of the three founders, which, by the way, two of them have very difficult names to pronounce. And, uh, and so, but that deep level of detail just adds credibility. Yeah. And I, and I think I would have got Nathan's surname correct. It's, uh, it's a complicated one. But I've, I've, I've definitely got Joe Gebbia sort of, I don't know, see it in my mind because of that uh, podcast. So I think I'm a bit of a fan of Joe Gibbia. But, um, yeah. Oh, you so, can add him to your list of, of uh, senior executives that are a good storytellers. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's in there. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, no, you're right. And and I think, you know, obviously having the dates, so I, I added in, you know, when they were founded, I just wanted to give a bit of a sense of, okay, this is about four years after they got founded. So they had four years of growth, you know, and this was their next big jump up in, in performance, I guess. So just wanted to sort of set that uh, in terms of the timeline. Yeah, so like their next tipping point. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, you know, the other element to it is it gives a little bit of a history of storyboarding. A lot of people probably heard about storyboarding um, and you know, to, to work out that it was kind of developed in the 1930s by the, you know, Disney. Uh, it's an interesting sort of uh, origin story, if you like, for, for storyboarding. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I liked about it was the, was the surprise I had to learn that Snow White was 1937. Yeah. It's like that was, I would have put it much later. Yeah. Um, so that was, that, that kind of got me, uh, got me thinking. Yeah. 
What do you reckon? What would make this story a better story then, Mark? What jumps out hmm. for you? Uh, maybe some of the specific insights that they got. So, yet yeah, they got insights about that it was uh, both online and offline and, and mobile. Uh, perhaps uh, a bit more detail yeah. about the details. Yeah, maybe, yeah. The, other, the thing that I was thinking, uh, which is missing, I reckon, from this is there's no stakes involved, really. You know, he goes on a holiday, he has this insight, he comes back for the insight, and it works. You know, like there's no, there's no problem that they're facing here. It's, it's sort of a mild problem that, hey, what should we do next? But it, it, there's no one hanging by the edge of their fingernails you know, concerned well, yeah, about so, it, right? Or yeah. yeah. So, I guess I don't know whether it's. It might be interesting to find out just how um, the CEO uh, Chesky Chesky yeah was feeling when he went on that holiday. Was right. he anxious? Exactly. Was he, was he going? You know, he couldn't. He wasn't enjoying the holiday because he was so worried about what they were going to do with the business and where was he going to get the the kind of the insight needed to. Take the or you know, take the company to the next level type of thing. So mm. I guess you could, yeah, they're adding some some high stakes or increasing the stakes. Yeah, I think so. It certainly would add a bit more drama to the story, and you know, perhaps draw people in wondering what's going to happen next. Um, but I think you know, I'm I'm certainly happy with the the point that you can draw out of it, and we'll talk about that in a moment. There's probably a number of points you can draw from it. Um, it's it's. Yeah, I think it's uh, with that uh, with those little changes that could actually make it a better story. That's for sure. Mm, so yeah, look, there was. I, I think that the the, uh, the stakes one is probably the most important additional thing where it actually gets where you're going. Wow, what's going to happen? Yeah, because there wasn't a what's going to happen. Uh, you know, it was quite no, like, no, oh, no. It was there was nothing quite- exactly. I heard a lovely one from. Um, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, just a, it's a short one. So he says, um, and the reason why I think it's nice because he starts off by saying, when I was 10 years old, I was on a trip with my grandparents and I made my grandmother cry, right? So immediately gone, so what happened? What did he do to make his grandmother cry? And he sort of goes on and says, uh, you know, yeah, he's obviously a clever kid and he's in the back of the car as they were driving to, you know, their holiday destination. And his, his grandmother was smoking. And so he'd heard that something like you lose, you know, X years of your life for every minute of smoking that you do. So he does this calculation in the back and he thinks he's very clever. And he comes back and he sort of says, uh, so grandma, I worked it out. You've, you've lost nine years of your life. You're going to die nine years earlier than we would have expected if you didn't smoke. And he's kind of grinning ear to ear going, look how clever I am. And his grandmother started crying, you know. So his grandfather pulls the car over, walks, gets out, and he's never been in trouble with his grandparents. Like, you know, he loves them to death. And his grandfather gets out, comes around to the door in the back door where he is, opens it up, beckons him out of the car and and pulls him and says, son, you got to remember, you got to be, it, it's it's much more important to be kind than clever. And then they got back in the car and off they went. And I thought that was a nice story because it had that drama of 
two things, you know, it was the drama of the grandmother crying and what happened there. And then the grandfather getting out of the car, you know, is he going to get a walloping or is he, what's going to happen? And he get, yeah, then he gets this a, insight. It's a lovely, lovely little story, right? It is. It's, it is a great little story because there was, uh, as you say, those two, two points of tension and the grandfather getting out of the car, et cetera, it's totally, well, what's going to happen? Yeah. What, what's, he, what's he going to do? And your mind generates all these possibilities and you're waiting to find out which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I should have told that story for today rather than my <laughs> Airbnb story, but uh, that's okay. Uh, the listeners will get uh, get both to put in their back pocket. Yeah, get, get two stories for the price of one, which is uh, – well, I guess that happens a lot, so yeah. not, not that surprising. Um, so we should make sure that we transcribe that one and put it in the show yes, notes as well. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. What about um, – Okay, so we, we sort of looked at what we can do to improve it. Uh, where, how would we use this thing, Mark? Like, what do you reckon? It's, if you were to have this one in your back pocket, what situations would you apply it to? Well, I guess where I've got a, an, a, a, a challenging problem and trying to get people uh, focused on how to get into the details so that we get insight. Yeah, and I think if that challenging problem was very people-based... This is sort of like a really great tool for that, right? Um, I think the other thing too is is just coming back to that main, well, that point that I drew out around. You kind of have to get the detail to get the good conversation. You know, this is this is the like if you're speaking at that high level, abstract opinion kind of perspective, and you've got a bunch of people disagreeing with each other, you can say, "Hang in there, hang in there, look." The guys from Airbnb actually learnt this, you know, at least 10 years ago. Um, and then you tell the story about how by going to the storyboarding, they got a more constructive and insightful uh, conversation, right? So you can sort of segue into the story that way. Um, yeah, and so that was definitely the next one on my list uh, is countering opinions. When you've got a problem to solve... In fact, this is, this is a little test for for, uh, for all the listeners. Next time you go to a meeting, just listen to what's being said and just keep a Shearer's tally. And so, uh, I don't know, in Australia we call it a Shearer's tally. You just make you know four marks and then uh, when the, the fifth thing happens, you put a cross through it. And Anyway, uh, so just count up the number of times people use the word, I think, or it's my view that. Right, so what you're essentially doing there is counting opinions, and then on the on the other side of the page, keep a count of the number of times people give specific examples, like back in 1937 or oh, just last week. Um, and yeah, anyway, what you'll end up with almost certainly is a very large number of opinions and a very small number of examples, if any. And so this. This story uh, about Airbnb and how do you get into the detail to have a better conversation to get the insight, um, you can use it when, when you're hearing lots of opinions and you go, look, folks, you know what happens when we have opinions? We generally, you know, if I agree with you, that's all good. Uh, but if I don't agree with you, we have an argument and we're actually not making much progress. So let's get into some, let's get into the specifics so we can have a better conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, nice, a, very that's long a nice description. Way of putting it. Yeah, no, it's good. I like that. Um, cool. Okay. Any other? So any other yeah, ways? Yeah. So so when people are, are going, oh, we you know the, yeah, our insight's going to come from the data. You go, okay, sure, data is really important, but.
but that's not the only thing there is. And so uh, maybe we need to get into some details of some of the experiences uh, in order to be able to, to, to make sense of the data. Um, just trying to avoid those situations where, I mean, you know, like data is great and it's, it's awesome, but it's not always uh, the only thing. And yes. so yeah. uh, you can say, you know, use that story as an example. So say, let's work through some specific examples and just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. And, and the other one uh, that I, as you were saying that, was that um, I, I was kind of interested that uh, Chesky, he, he, you know, like Airbnb was a successful business in 2012. Still a very successful business. Oh, yeah. But he was looking for the next thing. He didn't rest on his laurels. And folks, sorry, I'm using this. I'm thinking about telling that story and going, look, so we're a successful business, but we can't just rest on our laurels. We've got to think, what's the next thing? Yeah, yeah. That's right, exactly. And that links to um, the uh, the story of the swimmer that we, I'm just having a name blank. What was the American? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Dolphin <laughs> kick, right? Yeah. And uh, how he was beaten by someone who, who, who didn't rest on their laurels, whereas Phelps, he did a little bit. So um, fantastic. Okay, what are we going to give this, Mark? I'm going to break my habit. I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah, well, um, I'm thinking it's probably a seven and a half then. (laughs) (laughs) 7.23. That's right. You know how I've got that, that the IMDB app on my phone and, and I rate all the movies and... Yeah, there is certainly a normal distribution centered on the rating of seven. Uh, no oh, okay. doubt about that. So you, you, so you can see that? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't plotted it out, but just looking at the distributions, there's, you know, I have like two movies that I might have given 10 to, and then it just ramps up to seven and then, yeah, falls from there. Obviously, seven feels so, so like a, a just, decent, decent story. <laughs> uh, so, uh, tell us one of the ones on your list of t- one of the two that you've given ten to. One of the two that I've given ten to. Uh, well, one of them is The Godfather. Has uh, got a ten, and uh, no, that's that, that's good. One's enough. One's like enough. Okay, good. Right. I don't want to reveal I, the I, other I, one. That would yeah, be very I, insightful. I, 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 <laughs> I had a, uh, I did a rating on IMDb uh, last week. Yeah. Um, and it was a one. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, wow. so don't go to that, that movie, hey? Yeah. I can understand why they ripped it out of the cinemas and, and uh, got on it on streaming. On, on streaming as quickly as they did. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, that's probably us, isn't it? We done for for the episode, Mark. Anything else to add? Uh, just a reminder that uh, uh, on our website, anecdote.com forward slash events for the workshops that we've got coming up in in March. So if you want to get some insight into how to be a more effective communicator, more impact, more engagement, well, perhaps even a little bit more inspiring, then uh, have a look at those. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking, everyone. And, of course, tune in next week where we'll have another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now.
anecdotally speaking, was engineered by dave stokes from author to audio.